Namaste, my friends. Welcome back. Or if you're new here, welcome to the podcast. The Harmony Inspired Health Podcast brings you raw and real conversations from leaders in the industry about all things health, wellness, Ayurveda, and life. My name is Harmony, and I am your podcast host. I am an Ayurveda and integrative health practitioner who specializes in women's hormonal health, a registered nurse, and a business mentor. I'm on a mission to inspire, educate, and empower women to take charge of their health, wealth, and life. Don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And if you listen on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating so the wisdom shared in these episodes can be spread far and near. Thank you so much from my soul to yours. Hello, good morning or evening, wherever you're listening or tuning in from. Today is one of our bonus episodes, Evolution to Your Higher Self, with myself and Mel, and we will be talking all about mindful living, so how to cultivate present moment awareness in modern day living, because we all know modern day living is hectic, so how can we actually cultivate that awareness and mindfulness every day, because like I said, we can get very easily distracted by so many things. So for those of you who are new here, welcome to the podcast. And if you're tuning in from the Ayurveda and Women's Health Sisterhood, a big warm welcome to you as well. Um, for those who do not know me and it your first time. My name is Harmony. I'm an Ayurveda and women's health practitioner, the founder of the Ayurveda Alchemist Academy and ISL Breathwork. And I blend the timeless wisdom of Ayurveda with modern science and evidence-based approaches to help women unlock their full potential and achieve holistic well-being. And the beautiful Mel little intro from you little little intro hey everyone i'm melissa a trauma-informed self-mastery and embodiment coach and i guide feminine leaders to really heal to unlock that power within i'm also the student success mentor at the awesome ayurveda academy uh, alchemist academy um so yeah i'm really looking forward harmony to um today's conversation i think it's very very well needed especially right now coming towards the end of the year when there's so much things going on Mm, I know crazy time of year it always feels like your head's about to explode with all of the amount of things you to do there's one of my boys like my twins are 11 and one of them is saying he still believes in Santa the other ones told me he does not I don't think he actually does but I think he feels like he's going to miss out on a Santa stocking if he tells me he doesn't like believe in Santa anymore and I'm like although I love the whole you know the Christmas spirit and you know when the kids truly believed in Santa and all that sort of fun excitement and everything I'm almost like you know what it's actually really hard being Santa and then the bloody elf came along did you help the elf elf on the shelf then I'm like we have to be the Santa we have to be the elf we have to be the parents we have to attend all the work parties and it's a hectic time of year um even though we're recording this at the end of October we're foreseeing November and December as being crazy so how can we still enter that time of year with a 
a, a mindful awareness and a, a greater presence so that's easier on us it's easier on us as mamas as boss babes as whatever we want to be so we can yeah do it with nice ease and flow but to start off we love to celebrate small wins on anyone's journey and we would love for you to just take a moment right now just to reflect what is your win for the week so just take a big deep breath in and out and just ask yourself what is one small win that I'm going to celebrate for this week it can be as small as getting the kids to school on time or I don't know what's another small win Mel eating healthy this week feeding the dogs the children feeding the dogs yeah (laughs) not forgetting to feed the dogs well Mel talking about wins what's your win for this week Uh, I think my win for this week was um releasing my activation program it's something that has been on my heart and I had a little bit of procrastination there but I just put on my boss babe hat and just went all out and did a whole bunch of work only in a few hours and it is out there in the world and it's crazy when you think about when you just get out of your own goddamn way and do the things and when you snap step back you're like oh my god I did it so that is my small slash big win for this week is just finally releasing it and just getting it done so yeah celebrating today that that's a huge win like to create something can put it out in the universe and your magic that's a huge win so congratulations I did see you watch that today and I was like yes here she goes we've been talking about this and I'm so excited for you I would say my win I'm going to say is we ran our first beers and bubbles event on Friday and it was a huge success our first one it was sold out and we released tickets for the next one last night so Mel you put the put it out last night and we've already sold a third of the spots. So we're running these in-person women in business connection days where we have wonderful guest experts. We sip some bubbles and we connect and it was just a brilliant success. I love community. Like one of my um, business values is building a really supportive and strong community and anything that I do. So I think that would have to be one of my big wins for the week. Oh, it was just absolutely amazing and beautiful. And just to see it come to life was more than what I can envision. And I know how many you and I had conversations when we first were thinking about doing it, when we we're just sitting there like biz and bubs will be fun. We're like, let's do it. And I remember those conversations going, that feeling that we both had of that feeling of something so profound and special and beautiful and to see it come into, you know, reality, it was so much more than that feeling that, you know, we spoke about. It was just, it was truly magical, like really magical. And I loved it. It was great. Yeah, absolutely. It was. And we have a few other events coming up. So for anybody who is listening and would love to join us at a Bubble and Biz event, you are more than welcome. They, the next one is actually the 20, Friday the 24th of November. It is um, just a two-hour event, but absolutely amazing. 
Uh, we also have the Goddess Day Retreat for the Ayurveda Alchemist students and alumni for anyone who's enrolled in that program. And the ISO Breathwork Practitioner Program that is coming up. So if you would like to up-level your health and wellness business or even just learn this beautiful Vedic breathwork for yourself. And of course, we have our Sacred Retreat, which is a three-night blissful getaway in March 2024 and we do have early bird tickets on sale but they're only on sale for another month so if you would like to secure one of those spots please go ahead it is going to be a retreat full of holistic health workshop Ayurvedic cuisine um, sacred rituals yoga breath work all the juicy beautiful stuff that really gets us to our higher self so that are is yeah that's a wrap on our event. If you would like any to know about any of those, you can reach out to us. But let's get started with the episode. So Mel, I'm going to ask you first, in today's fast-paced world, how can Ayurveda offer women a roadmap to mindful living while navigating the complexities of work, family, and social expectations? Wow. Like, for me, I just think if there was ever a roadmap for mindful living, hands down, it will be the Ayurveda. Like in these modern times, like you discussed earlier, how many women, you know, us women and mums were wearing so many different hats and it's really tricky to start navigating, you know, how do I manage it all with the overwhelm, the stress, and, you know, it can lead to burnout, all the kind of stuff, especially coming into this time of year. And I often get asked like, oh, Mel, how do you do it? You know, give me some tips. And these people, when they're asking me, they're, they're really just looking for this quick, easy, a structure that I can print out and stick out on the fridge and follow it and everything's going to be good and it's going to take the overwhelm away. Um, but it's so much more than that, that there's not a quick, easy fix that I'm just going to stick up on the fridge. It's, it's being able to navigate all the move, moving pieces. We need to bring more conscious um, a conscious awareness of how we're being, how are we living our lives? So what does that mean? It's like, well, what are the foods that we're eating? How are we consuming the foods? What time are we sleeping? What time are we waking up? The movements, what are our routines? And it may sound so simple and, you know, some people out there going, well, how does that even help me into, you know, navigating all this craziness? Well, it's because Ayurveda calls us to come back into balance with ourselves. And especially mums and business owners in today's society, we are dragged in so many different directions, you know, and I know we had conversation harmony about this. It's like, okay, the man um, typically is out there working and the mother is at home. We've got to think about the kids. We've got to think about, oh, am I running out of toilet paper? We've got to think about lunches, dinners, feeding the dogs, cleaning the house? Have I paid for that school excursion? Oh my God, have I replied back to that email? Oh crap, I haven't got anything for dinner. Let me run out to the ship sh shops. Oh my God, I've got soccer training, but I've got to do, you know, we've got all that stuff going on. And it's like, if we're not coming back into balance and we're not grounded in our everyday routine in, in the foods that we're consuming, it's going to be very, even more challenging to juggle all the pleases. Right. But I find that, you know, Ayurveda has that roadmap to mindful living, to that consciousness, you know, and it it really 
allows us to self-inquire and bring our focus back into getting balance. So it is such a beautiful mind uh, roadmap to go, okay, let me stop take on the foods that I'm eating during this crazy time. Let me stop take on, and these are the things that we can control because there's so much external factors that we can, but these are the things we can control. When am I going to sleep? You know, and Ayurveda has a circadian rhythm clock that each of the doshas, the kapha, pitta, um, kapha, pitta and vada have times in the day and these times have different energy, right? So how can we sink ourselves into balance with these times of day to utilize the energy? So if it's a pitta time, that's when we know let's get shit done. That's when I'm going to sit down behind the computer and go, 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 go. I'm going to structure. I'm going to plan out my week. The vata time might be more of the playful. Let's cook, let's clean, let's, you know, do that playful. So really um, bringing ourselves back into balance with what food we're eating, what time we're waking up, how we're structuring our day, do we have movement in there and just take control back of our lives? And it doesn't have to be all the things, but what is the one little step that we can use as a roadmap to achieve balance and achieve to keep our shit all together during these crazy modern times? Mm. Um, I, I love that. And I think as well, um, when we talk about awareness and being able to cultivate that present awareness in every moment it really always starts with a deeper awareness of self and that's what Ayurveda pulls us into is to really really truly understand ourselves. and I just wanted to bring this point up because there is so much at the moment I feel a lot of spiritual bypassing and a lot of like you know personal development guru work going on and I've, I've just had the experience recently where, you know, people that I know and a few friends have, have sort of been explaining who they are or what they're about and their values. And I'm thinking that's really not how you present yourself to the world though. Like that's not, that's maybe how you want to see yourself and that may be who you are deep, deep down inside, but that's not how you're, you're behaving or being or presenting in the world. It might be the ideal ideal way that you want to and I think there's a lot of bypassing of the truth of who we are but bypassing the truth of how we're actually responding and showing up in the world we can have this fantasy idea of of who we should be and we can articulate that we're you know in, in touch with the the feminine and the masculine and this spiritual world and um we're mothers and career women and all of this and say how we feel we should be perceived but do you know what I mean? Like, have you ever had those conversations and you're sitting there going, are you actually hearing and seeing yourself? Like, I don't think they're the vibes you're giving off. So I think what Ayurveda, when you truly embody the practice, what it does is it gets down to the core of the truth of who you are. And when you can do that, honestly, you can see how you're showing up. Is that how you're showing up truthfully? And, and that is so true because it is such a hype to be doing the work and knowing all your things, but it's Ayurveda is such, it calls you in to really do the work by the simplicity of it. You know, are you embodying it? What are you eating? How are you showing up? My value is, you know, 
um, health and wellness and they go out there and talk about it, but they're going to sleep at 11, 12 o'clock at night. They're snacking during the day. But I've, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, it's just it's they don't know anything else. They don't know where can I go to really get that high level transformation. Mm. You know, there's so many coaches and gurus out there just going, what are your values and what are this? And, you know, how do you work out and how do you do breath work? But they're doing more damage than good because it's not giving them that high level, everlasting transformation where Ayurveda invites you to do that because it's an embodiment of a lifestyle. And when you embody that true lifestyle, you come into balance and you you have no choice but to live into that knowingness of that higher version of yourself if that makes sense absolutely absolutely and if you're just going to do the work on a surface level and write all the things that sound good on a piece of paper in your diary but actually step through them then you're really not getting any that much further than you know where you are in cultivating that present moment awareness because it starts with being aware of who you are and how you're showing up and, and before we move on, I just wanted to, while we're on this topic, is really debunk saying the, the road to your higher self or the road, road to mindfulness and raising your consciousness is not a tough road. Everyone's like, oh, my God, it's so hard. Like I had a text message from someone saying, oh, I can appreciate the hard work that it is. Oh, Mel, tell me, how do I get to that level? And then they can appreciate the hard work. I'm just going to debunk it right now. It is not hard work. It is hard sitting down in your current victim state. And it is also hard, it's not hard, but to change, to make those small changes, you've got to prepare a meal and eat anyway. What are you choosing to prepare? You've got to go sleep and wake up. What time are you choosing? And it's not a hard road. It is discomfort because you're going out of what you're used to and the habits and it's breaking the habits, but is it worth it? Mm. What are you missing out on and what is the sacrifice that you've got to make in order to achieve that? And if not, just stay in the light and fluffy. I'm thinking going on a bit of a rant, but stay in the light and fluffy and make yourself feel good and go to all the circles and all the things. But, you know, me and Harmony are here to, and how many, correct me if I'm wrong, we're really here to give that high level transformation, that true level transformation where you can tap in and embody and evolve to your highest self and for it to be easy and flowy. And does life look beautiful all the time? No, we still get challenges. But, you know, um, yeah, where all the information that we share is really for you. If you take it in and apply the simple tools of Ayurveda, you can can achieve that mindful conscious living mm. Mm. 100% yeah um and how many I'll really 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 I can't even talk to Pratihara often described as like withdrawing from sensory overload especially like right now in this time of year it plays a key role in mindfulness practices so how can a woman in today's society especially those balancing all those multiple roles like we spoke about apply pratyahara to find solace and presence in their busy life Mm, this is such a good question and a beautiful concept I always bring to the awareness of my students is being able to practice pratyahara in our evolving world because we are so overstimulated 
The wisdom behind Pratyahara lies in its recognition that our senses are constantly bombarded by external stimuli, which can lead to distraction, overstimulation, of course, and mental unrest. And we know that the mind-body are intricately connected. So if there's unrest in our mind and there's overstimulation in our senses, that can lead to dis-ease and discomfort in our body as well. So in, I guess, the pursuit of mindfulness and self-realization, Pratyahara plays a pivotal practice. I often even explain this concept to my clients who come to see me for hormonal imbalances in my women's health clinic. Um, but we definitely go over this in the Ayurveda Alchemist pro, uh, program because you really need to start to embody the principles of Pratyahara to build and cultivate more of that conscious awareness in everyday living. So in the hustle and bustle of our modern existence, especially for women, as Mel mentioned, you know, the multiple hats and jobs that we wear and do, um, finding solace in the present, in our presence, like right now, in the here and now, it's so, it's, it's so valuable, like to be able to really be present in every moment. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm a master of this. Like I am not like everyone else. I, you know, I am attracted to the shiny big, you know, shiny big object syndrome. I'm constantly getting pulled out of my body and mind to all of these ex things that are going on around me. My mind becomes very busy. I'm not saying that like I have perfected Pratyahara, but what it is, is it's withdrawing from those senses and turning inwards. And if you can't do that, you know, all of the time, it's being able to give yourself some way of being able to practice this concept daily and it doesn't need to be in meditation or in breath work or anything where there's that sanctioned time but even when you're washing the dishes driving the kids to school how can you bring the senses into your body so it's really about coming in back to self so it's a transformative tool or concept to understand and some practical ways that we can practice pratyahara would be technology detox so this pratyahara involves disconnecting from the constant influx of information and we are in a time of information overload and what i like to say is information is great but if you're not consuming the right information, which has a subtle impression on your mind and then on your body, you will become overstimulated. And if you're not implementing the information, the good information you're getting, then you're not growing and evolving. So can we create designated times for a technology detox, silencing notifications. And we were just talking about this before we jumped on the call. Mel's like, oh, I can't remember where you messaged me that link to something. And I'm like, well, yeah, no wonder because like there's Instagram we can message on, Facebook Messenger, there's email. We also have work, uh, work messenger through Asana. Um, there's like all of the other things, WhatsApp, TikTok, you know, you can get messages from so many different points. Where can you just detox from all of that and just engage in real life connections? And that's, I think, why we're also so passionate about bringing these in-person um, retreats and events is where we can do a, de a technology detox and connect in person. But you should be able to do this daily as well in your own home. The other way to practice Pratyahara is definitely through breath awareness. So focusing on breath is central to Pratyahara. In a busy day, you can just take a couple of minutes to yourself, 
to simply ground yourself and focus in on the breath. Even like when we were talking about the big wins we've had this week, I said, guys, I want you to reflect on your big win. Take a moment just to inhale, exhale. Now think about your big win because that brings you back into your body, right? And it grounds you in that present moment. Your breath is your anchor for the present moment. Um, Obviously, there is also Pratyahara through being out in nature. So getting yourself away from the hustle and bustle of life and finding a really beautiful nature retreat. And I don't mean retreat as in like a a fancy retreat that we're putting on, just like a nature reserve or a, a, you know, a spot that's no one is around, but it's near water or a grassy spot, wherever you can, because when you can really reconnect with the elements and the natural world, it really gives, um, a respite from that sensory overload. You're just being there in the natural elements. And then the other way you can practice Pratyahara is learning to filter sensory input. We can practice consciously choosing which sensations we engage with and helping um, helping us manage and prioritize these. So I know for me, if I'm starting to feel stimulated and overwhelmed, a lot of noise will really trigger like anxiety and that battle within me. So a sensory overload of too much noise around me will make me feel like I'm going crazy sometimes if I'm already pushed to that level. So I have to have everything, you know, nice and quiet. Even if I've been, say I've been working or studying and then listening to a podcast and then the kids have music on, sometimes I just need to go and sit in silence because that sensory overload is activating my central nervous system and not in a good way. Um, Other ways, as Mel mentioned, mindful eating, Meal times we can often be rushed or in this modern way, modern world, sorry, where um, we're like, oh, I don't have time to prepare our meals. We'll just take take away, go through the drive-through. We're eating as we're driving, not mindfully, and then we're wondering why we've got all these digestive issues. So, again, we want to be consciously, mindfully eating our foods in a really relaxed state, and this is a way of practicing Pratyahara because we're, we're – coming into ourselves, our body and mindfully eating. And the other the other way we practice Pratyahara when it comes to mindful eating is not overstimulating the taste sense, right? So we, in our culture, we're so used to over salty foods, over sweet foods, because the, the companies know that this gets us craving more and more. But how can we reduce some of that? How can we use natural flavors like spices and herbs to enhance the flavors without overstimulating our senses? Even for like, say, a pitta constitution, so someone who has a lot of pitta dosha, if they're feeling really fiery and aggressive, even if they overstimulate on spicy foods, then that's going to push their doshic imbalance out of place. Um, Yoga meditation, obviously that sanctions time to come into the mind and the body to practice pratyahara. And one that may sound a little bit different to be able to practice this is actually setting boundaries. So embracing Pratyahara can help women establish really healthy boundaries. So this might mean saying no to additional commitments and safeguarding time for yourself because you know if you're practicing Pratyahara, you don't want to overstimulate yourself and overstimulate your senses by overcommitting yourself to all the things you don't want to do. So 
I love the concept of Pratyahara. Thank you so much, Mel, for that wonderful, wonderful question. I'm going to ask you on everything we've discussed so far. So Pratyahara, you know, cultivating mindfulness in all different ways. I want to ask you from more of a trauma-informed perspective now because I know that's your specialty. So balancing a, a career family and personal life it can be overwhelming as we have alluded to throughout this episode multiple times we're in the thick of it we get it guys can you share how we can take a trauma-informed approach that supports women in cultivating present moment awareness amidst these multi-facet responsibilities that either a we put on ourselves or b society labels us with yeah Definitely. And and I'm probably going to re or say things that we've already spoken about. And it's just because it is all these things and it really hopefully to drive this home. But, you know, from a trauma informed perspective, when someone is struggling with unresolved issues in their body, um, it can really throw our nervous system out of whack. And when we're wearing all the multiple hats and it's this time of year, it's so how are we going to cultivate it? Um, how are we going to cultivate that present moment awareness? It's really about learning how to regulate our nervous system. And we do this by getting to know ourselves, having tools in place. So how can we do that? How can we regulate our nervous system, get to know ourselves and, and put tools in place? So we got to, there's a few things that we could, we can do. We can start um, having awareness about what triggers us, you know, when we're in that situation and I think people overuse the word trigger. So when I'm saying trigger, I want you to look at what it's not something that goes you from zero to 10 and I'm so angry. A trigger could be something that evokes an uncomfortable emotion in us. Okay, are we feeling sadness? Are we feeling overwhelmed? Are we feeling fearful? Are we feeling frustrated? So we got to understand what situations that are, are we in that trigger us just like harmony said the the ovary sensory overload with all the technology and the messages everywhere if you know that is a trigger what tool can you put in place to support you right so one of the tools that you could do for example is okay i'm acknowledging i feel the discomfort acknowledge the feeling okay I feel that discomfort I am feeling sad I'm feeling frustrated I'm feeling angry whatever it is and then walk away and then when you walk away do something that's going to calm your nervous system down and try to regulate that so that could be something like a breathwork technique so a really good one is um, would be you know, box breathing. If you're anxious and you've got a lot of vata going on and you feel that anxiousness, okay, box breathing, you know, inhale for four seconds, hold for four seconds, exhale for four, and then hold for four. And do that, you know, about 10 times and that will really regulate your nervous system and then allow you to then go and respond instead of reacting. And like Harmony said, setting strong boundaries, knowing when to say yes knowing when to say no and knowing, you know, what are the exceptions that I'm going to say yes to, you know. So start sitting down and journaling or writing and getting clarity within yourself of what is the things in the next leading up to Christmas am I just going to say no to because we're going to get all the informa- uh, invitations from everywhere. What can I say no to, you know? What can I say yes to and what is an exception that 
oh, I don't really want to, but that is an exception that I will let let pass. And being strong on your boundaries. Um, Another way is when people suffer from um, unresolved emotions, trauma, they have a sense of control. They need to control their environment. And I see this, I've seen it in myself and I've seen it in so many people that have experienced trauma. It's that whole controlling. So how can we control our life and our day in a very healthy way. And that's by structuring our day. So we have control. We know what's coming up. We know what is happening. We have put things in place. We can foresee things, but also be able to have the flexibility in the structure that we put. So I might put, okay, um, after dinner time, I have got, after i dinner and I set the kids to bed at 7.30, I'm going to have me time. So instead of saying, I'm just going to journal and listen to a podcast. No, that is too much control. That is, you know, how many of us talk about that masculine is too much control, but block out time that says me time. And then depending how you feel and depending where you are in your, in your cycle, you might be, then you can bring in the flow, the journaling, the listen to podcasts, the reading, going to bed early, right? So when you have that structure for someone that's experienced trauma, they feel in control, right? But allow that flow, making sure you're allowing that flow. And then knowing what your top three core values are. What is your true top three core values? And when you know those top three core values, like we spoke about earlier, it's not just knowing it, leave it, and forget it. Now we got to embody it, mm-hmm. aligning and cultivating a life that allowed, like, have you carved out time in your week to ensure that you are doing activities that align with you? Because I'm telling you now, I know my top three core values. And if I don't intentionally carve out time in my week for that that's when at the end of the week I feel overwhelmed grumpy tired unhappy not joyful because I'm not I'm not cultivating a life and aligning my life that is in true line with my highest self so making sure you block out your time in your structure of your week that brings that in um, and I think the biggest takeaway in all of that is exactly what you said, Harmony, is to take those small moments throughout your day just to close your eyes and come back to breath. Mm-hmm. I think through all my adversities in my life and challenging of being a mom and a business owner and just life, that has been the most profound tool that I've used because mm-hmm. life starts with breath and ends with breath. And that is the the key to cut out the noise, like you said, Harmony, and come back into that present moment, come back and connect in with breath. And I know that sounds so simple. And for so many people, it's really, really challenging, especially when they've been living in a state of constant overwhelm, where their nervous system is being constantly on fight or flight and survival mode. It's really hard. And when I came across this many, many, many years ago, it's been It was very hard for me just to focus on my breath and focus on gratitude. One thing that I was grateful for, whether it was washing dishes, hanging out the washers, looking at the trees, it was really hard. So for those of you that are really struggling just to focus on your breath because your nervous system is so dysregulated, one thing that's really helped me when I'm focusing on breath is and coming back into the present moment is the five, four, three, two, one. 
right? What are the five things that I can see right now? Name them. What is the four things that I can hear? Name them. What is the three things that I can smell? What is the one thing that I can feel? And even if that's just a body massage to help you get grounded. And what is the one thing that I can taste? And just by doing that, it just propels you into the present moment. And if you can do that several times a, a day, then you're going to build up that muscle of present moment awareness um, and be able just to stop, focus on breath, think of something that you're grateful for or Harmony said, what is your biggest win and get in that place of gratitude because like Harmony said, that really um, grounds you. And I think um, just to say that we all we have is right now. The past has gone and done. You know, the future hasn't even happened. So all that is real and all that is existing is this very present moment. So using these tools to bring yourself back into present moment and this experience for you then to, it's just like a little injection. All right, I'm good. I've done my present moment. Now I can go and face the world. Oh, I'm getting a little bit overwhelmed. Things are triggering me. Let's come back into present moment. Perfectly said. Um. And Harmony, it's saying we've got so much that we've covered and it's been beautiful, like, you know, um, and I really see how Ayurveda recognises the unique constitution of each individual. Um, so I wanted to ask you, how can women harness the power of Ayurveda to tailor the mindfulness and self-care practices based on their specific individual needs and their dosha types? In the, context, in the context of a demanding fast-paced lifestyle? Mm, yeah, so we know that Ayurveda recognises that each woman possesses a unique doshi constitution and not just each woman, every individual. And our doshas are a combination of the Vata, Pitta and Kapha energies and we all have different proportional measures of those and they can those energies can become out of balance and they present themselves in dis-ease or dysfunction of the mind and body. So the key to mindful living within this framework is really the intimate understanding of your individual constitution or your individual dosha. And that comes back to really understanding and knowing yourself and not just what, what you wish you would be because I know a lot of people can get attached to wanting to be a certain dosha they read the list of um, characteristics that that dosha is most known for and they're like oh you know fantasize about that's the one that they want to be when in fact they're not when you really look at it so it's really about understanding the dosha and the elements that you are in any present moment and where that imbalance lies so that you can bring complete awareness to the moment that you're in and cultivate balance from there so if we're looking at someone who is more of a vata dosha which is more of that ether and air elements you can practice really um, if you're feeling like spacey and you're feeling um, very anxious or stressed or fearful or flighty, you want to practice grounding rituals. So Vata types, they benefit from daily grounding rituals such as meditation. And if sitting still is too much for Vata because they are the dosha of movement, then even if you're doing a slow, peaceful walking meditation in nature, that is really, really beautiful for Vata. 
a structured routine, as Mel was talking about, a trauma-informed practice is having a structured routine to feel in control. But when they're out of balance, they feel out of control as well because their central nervous system is wired, right? So if they can establish a constant daily routine, it really creates stability in their life. Mindful eating, now Avata Dosha, they need to focus on warm, nourishing meals and avoid erratic eating schedules. Anything erratic, like the wind, the air, constantly moving and changing, is going to stir up that Vata um, constitution. Um, and a really beautiful practice for Vata is the warm um, self-massage with oil, which is called Abhyanga. You can use warm sesame or almond oil and that really calms the central nervous system. So for someone who is more of a pitta dosha, so they're the fire dosha or fire and water, they really need to do more cooling practices. And these type of practices could include like cooling yoga practices, some tai chi, some meditation, being out in nature, going for a leisurely swim, anything to sort of cool the mind and body that can bring you back into that present moment. Because a pitta person, if they're feeling really irritated, they're they're overheated, they're feeling frustrated, they're you wind your way out of being present in the now. And so to ground back into self, you want to add more of those cooling practices. Having a really mindful breakfast, so take short mindful, um, you know, having a mindful breakfast to start their day is really good, as well as mindful breaks throughout the day. So um, we want to do that especially for pitas because they have the tendency to overwork, overachieve, they're very goal-orientated. And so if they don't want to burn themselves out or overwork themselves, they need to take these little breaks. So they may be the people that will benefit from setting on their phone, like a little notification that comes up every, you know, half an hour, take three mindful breaths because they need to sort of come back into themselves because they're so used to trying to achieve and overwork themselves. And then they want to opt for more um, mindful eating with cool foods, limit the spicy foods. And for them, yeah, being out in the cool, cooler elements, so in the shade, but nature walks, rainforest walks, all of that is absolutely amazing to really make them feel present in where they're at in life and who they are. They often get a lot of inspiration from being in the cooling elements. Um, the Kapha Dosha, so this is the Dosha of Earth and water, they want to do more invigorating activities to actually feel more present because they can, with this dosha, they can feel a little bit lethargic, a lot of like inertia, a little bit stuck. And so to really make them feel alive in the present moment, they want to be focusing on energizing activities like some brisk walks some dancing, some like hatha type of yoga, vinyasa type of yoga, like Kripalabhati breath work, like the energizing breath work. Um, expressive arts is really good for these people as well um, because it's a creative outlet. And they want to focus more on a lighter diet because if they're eating a really thick, heavy diet, then it it fogs their mind. And when you've got brain fog and a foggy mind, you're not you can't really feel alive in the present, right? And yeah, pranayama is amazing. So breath work is amazing for the kapha doshas to really invigorate their senses. So 
basically from like a doshic perspective when you can really understand which dosha is out of balance in the present moment you can create an environment or certain activities to bring you back into a more balanced state so you can feel more present in where you're at in that current moment of time is there anything you have to add on on that mel Sorry, I had myself muted because the garbage trucks are going. <laughs> She's gone. Um, but... <laughs> Practicing a She's gone. Um... <laughs> trying to drown out the outdoor, the outside noises. Um, but you just said it so beautifully, Harmony, and it just really connected to to now. You can really start to see how Ayurveda is truly the road roadmap for mindfulness and bringing yourself into balance so you can show up as your best self so yeah that was just beautifully said and thank you so much for sharing that was great great so let's get into some practicalities of how we or you because I'm going to ask you Mel (laughs) specifically (laughs) practice and cultivate mindfulness in your busy life, being a mother of three and a businesswoman and doing all the things, how do you actually do it day to day? Okay. How do I do it every day? And this is the question I get asked all the time. So how I have really, really cultivated and created a structure that really works for me and really works for my family. Um, so you know, for background, I I run a business. My hubby runs a business, which I work in also. We've got the three kids, the two dogs and all the things that come with it. So for me to be able to show up, first and foremost, to be able to show up, I've had to create a structure. And plus I love control and I'm a pitta, so it goes hand in hand. So I've really had to cultivate a structure. And that structure is my non-negotiable time in the morning, my dinacharya. What do I got to do to show up for myself, to bring myself back into balance where some of my doshas are out of balance? So, and having that structure, but also having that flow. So, and I ensure that the kids have their structure. Just like us, if we're out of balance and shit is everywhere, we feel crap and overwhelmed just as our kids. So it's very important for me to have a structure for myself and for my children. Um, So example of the routine, I have my, just quickly, I have my morning routine, which I give back to myself so I'm able to show up as a conscious parent. Um, The kids know that they have to have all their duties done by 7.30. I don't need to tell them. It just gets done. They have to help around the house, which alleviates a lot of the time and things that I need to do. Um, And they're in bed by 7.30. They go to bed by 7.30 so then they can have rested time. So when they wake up in the morning, they're not all cranky, shitty, and then it's just crap. Um, And that allows me then to have, again, time for myself, my nighttime routine for myself, and then it enables me to get to sleep earlier. So that is my, my routine. So having my routine has been really, really important. And then my movement, what I eat, my mindfulness, everything comes in there. Being present, like I've spoken about, I'm not going to go through that, but being present has been um, such a profound tool for me, that breath, coming back to breath and being present and staying in that place of gratitude. And I think the biggest thing for me was really, and especially with people, mothers and that go through challenges, is really accepting your present season in life. 
right? Accepting where you are, accepting your current reality, right? We are, most of us people that are listening here are mothers with school-aged children. That is not going to change. It's not going to go away anytime soon. So accepting that my house is going to be a little bit messy, accepting that we've got so much moving pieces and sports and schools and end of year concert, accepting that the kids are going to be sick, accepting that they're going to be grumpy. I'm an Uber driver. I've got to drive them there. They've got a better social life than me. Accepting that season in life. And I think when we come to that acceptance in life, then we're able to be okay. We're able to go, okay, we can have compassion that my house is messy. I can have compassion that, wow, I've got a lot of shit on my plate and I'm doing the best that I can. And I think that's been the biggest part. And I see so many women not accepting their present season and wishing it away. They're going to come a time in life where you, there's not going to be mess in the house. There's not going to be dirty kids' undies on the floor or, you know, their bowl of cereal just spilt on the table. And we're going to be wishing to go back there. So being in the present moment and being gratitude, doesn't matter how messy your life is, doesn't matter what you've got going on the plate, coming back into gratitude and um, accepting of the present moment and thriving in your present moment because these are seasons they're gonna change anyway just enjoy your season in life and any challenges that and I see it this way and this is what's helped me cultivate a mindful in my busy life is any challenges that I face because let's face it doesn't matter all the work that we do doesn't matter how aligned we are we're always going to face challenges that's just a part of being human and in a lifetime right so any challenges that we face is always an invitation to look within why am I going through this challenge where am I misaligned where do I need to evolve to be more patient where do I need to grow to be to have more understanding or set better boundaries because I'm frustrated and overwhelmed that I picked up the phone when I didn't want to pick up the phone? Where do I need to set my stronger boundaries? Where do I need to lean into more self-care and, and carve out more time or do the dinner chari in the morning? Where do I need to bring myself back into balance? Going back to Ayurveda, okay, where am I out of balance? How do I bring myself back, back into balance? What am I eating? Am I just eating at my desk? Now I need it for the next week or so I'm going to really set the intention of sitting down and mindful eating. So it's just a challenge to allow us to grow. And the, the point is, are you going to accept that challenge or you're going to become a victim of that challenge? And when you accept it, you grow and you can be in that state of mindfulness presence. And when you become a victim, you're just in that state of overwhelm and burnout and stress. Do you have anything to add to that, Harmony? I think you summed that up perfectly. <laughs> I was like, so many mic drop moments, boom. <laughs> Don't put, put them on some like little quote posts, you know? Yeah. I'll put them as a quote post, post them up on Instagram. And when we're talking about practical solutions, everyone wants practical solution. Women, especially women today, are seeking practical solutions. So Harmony, I'm going to ask you, what are a few some actionable steps and practices that is rooted in Ayurvedic principles and mindfulness that can help these women lead a life filled with presence, purpose, and contentment? 
Mm. That's big. Presence, purpose, and contentment. And contentment. <laughs> it's big and it's amazing. And to me, to live a life full of presence, purpose, and contentment, when the word for contentment in Sanskrit, an Ayurvedic word which I love is santosha and that is actually one of my mantras at the moment is to to really feel into the feeling of santosha being really content with where I'm at and just being yeah really I think when you can be really content with where you're at is is you living in that present moment and when you are acting in a purposeful way that is you aligning with your dharma because dharma doesn't need to be a big purpose it's just being aligned with how you're showing up and you're doing it in a purposeful way so in saying that these concepts to me they're all about evolving into or stepping in recognizing who you truly are which is your higher self and to simplify it, I came up with the higher self methodology, which consists of three fundamental pillars, health, alchemy, the empowered mind paradigm and dharmic impact. So some practical steps would be to first start with health alchemy. So alchemizing your health on a really holistic standpoint. So that's your physical well-being. So asking yourself the questions, because everyone's so different, physically my physical body what needs work so that I can feel into being my higher self is it that I need to do a little bit more exercise is it that I need to stop overtraining am I punishing my body all the time is it that I need to work on my digestive system eat more mindfully because I'm feeling always bloated and sluggish after my meals so where can you alchemize your health from a physical standpoint, also an emotional standpoint, mental and spiritual standpoint? This is These are the concepts of holistic health. So looking and asking the same questions on your physical body, your mental and emotional state and your physical, uh, your spiritual aspects of self as well. What needs work to be able to alchemize your health so that you can start to show up and step into your higher self because without your health you can't really you know evolve into this higher self and and really understand the true essence and your true potential and be really present feel really content with who you are so I would start with that and understanding a little bit more about your individual constitution because it makes it so much easier to know in a world full of information, when you understand your own constitution, it makes it a lot easier to know what steps to take to alchemize your health, right? So I would definitely start with that. And then the empowered mind paradigm, which is fostering a strong and balanced mindset because it's a real key component to being able to be content, right? You need to have that mindset. So doing some morning mindfulness, start each day with a mindful ritual that sets a positive tone for the rest of your day. Learn some tools that help you with stress, stress management and introspection as well, like dedicate some time for self-reflection and mental grounding because that really helps you understand that truth of who you are that we have been speaking about and using positive empowering affirmations and 
being able to feel into the feeling as well of of who you want to be and how you want to show up not just saying who who you want to be and how you want to show up actually feeling into that so for me as i mentioned i wanted to feel really content with where i'm at in life so i had to feel that and and be that and show up as that and then we, when we're talking about feeling purposeful, that's where the dharmic impact pillar comes in. So connecting to, you know, what you may feel is your life's purpose is wonderful and all of your values, but also just making purpose-driven changes and creating an impact in your life and the world around you because it's a ripple effect by aligning the way that you want to show up. So align with your purpose, explore your inner values and aligning your actions to your true self. Community and support, seeking community and a a supportive community, in fact, to share your journey and to gain some inspiration. Like I'm going to butcher this saying, but something about, you know, the, the people you hang out with, the five people that you hang out with is going to really influence how you show up in the world. So you can... You can say that you want to be this person and you want to show up in a certain way, but if you're constantly hanging out with people who have the opposite values to you, it's really hard to do that because you're constantly being pulled into that that value circle that they, they all share in common, right? So find people that align with your values so that you can create that dharmic impact. You can show up as the person you wish to show up. And then embrace practices and actions that align with this. What are some steps and actions that you can take today that are going to help you show up in perfect aligned dharmic alignment so that you can step into your higher self, whether that is being a, like, listening to your children more, you know, being a really open, caring, hearted mother and really embracing their what, what they have to say after school instead of saying, hey, how was school? And they start telling you a story and you're like, oh, yeah, that's good, that's good, and you're not even really listening to them. Like when you can align your action and be like, I really want to be present there with my children, listen and go, yes, I love that, well done, and really, really be in that moment. Or is it aligning with the actions that you want to take to excel yourself in your in your career what is one step you can take to do is that to actually like mel has done is birth this this beautiful new program that she's really passionate about that's her stepping into her dharmic impact she's going to create a great impact in the world with this but she had to actually show up for it she had to you know first of all, create, and she had to be brave enough to put it out there into the world. So how can you align the actions with how you want to show up and present to the world? So I would say, you know, that was a little bit more than just giving <laughs> giving some really strategic tips, but health alchemy, where can you, where can you show up in your health to make your holistic health feel really good to you is it in your physical your mental emotional or spiritual health where needs work and then empower empowered mind paradigm where in your mindset needs work where do you have these living beliefs where can you recognize those why are you afraid of showing up why are you afraid of being who you truly are so looking at that from like this mindful perspective and also then your purpose 
what feels really good to you. How do you want to live your life? Who is the person you want to be and how is that person going to show up and what action steps are you going to take to show up in as your higher self? I love that. And everything that you spoke about, Harmony, is really approaching it from a holistic point of view because it is so much more than just mindfulness. Like when people think mindfulness, it's like how do I have to think? How do I have to breathe be just sit there and breathe and be mindful and zen and chill? And it's not, it's a really holistic approach. So I really love your um, higher self methodology because you can apply this in so many different areas of your life. And it comes from a really holistic approach. So this is just so perfect to help bring women that are overwhelmed and stressed and all the things back into a very present um, mindful living and um, yeah it is beautiful and I've gone through your high self methodology and it's just help wonders and it's just magical so um, thank you for sharing I know if they're women that are listening just take once one little thing from each pillar of yours you're gonna really start to see the difference um, that it makes in your life really thank you and if anyone does want further training on the higher self methodology I do have a free training which I will pop in the show notes and Mel you also have a free training offering yes so my free training offerings is three pillars to heal trauma and I take them through my heal to evolve methodology which is heal remembering and embodying so that there is free it's got a lot of um, free resources in there as well um how many will pop it in the show notes as well and you can get it on my instagram facebook page and wherever you can find me Amazing. And like always, it's such a pleasure to have these conversations and have all of you guys involved in them. If there's anything that you would like, any topic you would love for Mel and I to cover in future episodes, please let us know. If you have any questions, reach out. You can find me at on Instagram at Harmony Inspired Ayurveda and Mel at I am Melissa Alves. Your questions are always welcome in our inbox. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you and we hope that this has given you some inspiration to evolve into your higher self. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and staying right to the end. Let's take our relationship a little further and connect in the world of socials. Follow me personally on Instagram at harmony.inspired.ayurveda. My women's health clinic on Instagram is harmony underscore inspired underscore health or join our Facebook community, the Ayurvedic Soul Sister Tribe. Reach out on any of those channels and let me know if you enjoyed the episode, what type of episodes you would like to hear more of in the future, or simply just swing by and say hi. And don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And if you listen on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating so the wisdom shared in these episodes can be spread far and near. Thank you so much, my friends, from my soul to yours.